0: I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a <laughs> conglomerate. Where's
1: that,
2: where's that word? More come than five
1: from? letters. More yeah, than that's five not, letters. That's,
2: that's right. That's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry.
3: <laughs> so I can throw something out, and you can say,
1: that's stupid, Kate.
0: We have a severe case of collective ADD. I'm sorry, listeners.
1: Community and connection have been vitally important
2: because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There were 15 of us in a tiny room. <laughs>
0: we have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Check, check one, two, is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, strategies, resources, and conversation, equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. My name is Chris Lynch, the host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, and uh, the gang's back together this morning, or or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Kay Wolfinger, Caroline Wood, and Laura McLean all join me again today. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, (laughs) ladies. It's great to have you ladies. Guys all back together after a couple of weeks of goofy schedules and whatnot. Um it, it's good to have the game back together. So we had a fantastic um conversation last week about social media. If you if you didn't get a chance to li- listen to that, um Kay's daughter Anna Wolfinger was on. She's uh she's really smart, Kay. I don't know what, I don't know if that's you or I don't Mike. know where
3: she got it from. <laughs>
0: know, but she knows her, her, her stuff. Um and it's actually a, a pro. A, do what.
3: She's a pro. Like, absolutely. she knows what she's talking
0: oh. about. It's actually, it absolutely. She does. She knows her stuff. I was impressed by that. So um, it's actually a pretty nice little, uh, I guess, a, a, a launching point for the conversation we're going to have today. Um, so we're going to have a conversation today about a, a an article that Kerry Newhoff, by the way, is there a harder name in the world to spell than Carrie Newhoff?
3: No, I wonder what the back like. What's his cultural background, or where's that from? Where's that? Like? Sure oh, it I'm kind sure. of seems maybe I'm I'm googling it. like
0: Scandinavian. That's what. Yes, I'm thinking. that's yeah. what. Hey, it's it. fact I'm going I just want to fact a Fact check. checking. So, <laughs> what I really would like to know is why couldn't they just go ahead and throw an A in his last name so he had every vowel in his last name? He's missing. <laughs> he does have the A in the first name. Anyway, sorry, ADD brain. He wrote an article called "Future Church: Eight, eight Church Trends to Watch in 2023." So we're going to spend a couple of episodes talking about those trends. I did notice it was interesting that he uh, has actually done that for a number of years. Like he had back uh, links to back trends like 20 as far back as at least 2017. Yeah, pretty interesting um, concept. So I thought as a way of kind of kicking things off today, we kind of talk about trends and, and what what do you, the three of you remember? Like what was the what was the, a trend that you remember uh back in your day, as we say often when you were growing up or uh were a young a younger person um than you are now. Do you remember any trends that you thought were either cool or goofy back in your day?
1: Well, I am I am a proud um general Xer who also had 80s and 90s big hair. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Offing that
3: baby all the when way. Te- yes. That stuff up.
1: Oh, yes. Perm and the whole nine yards. Oh, oh
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the 80s, you know, it was cool for guys to have. They would grow those, like, long hair out the back and perm the, the back. back. I the I, did, I never did perm. that, but the getting the perm mullet was a thing back then. That was another trend in my day. Mm-hmm. What? Mm. what
2: Mine, the one that came to mind for me was also hair related, but it was the Rachel from Friends. Yes. You know, that yes. haircut with the, the flippy. Rachel. Uh-huh. I had that You know, one. I that was,
3: you know, when I started teaching, um, my hair person talked me out of a perm, which was like talking me off the ledge, you know, it's I was so like, no, I don't person. think mm. <laughs> and, um, and gave me the Rachel.
1: Yeah. Oh, you wow. Go.
0: That's yeah. impressive. So the one that popped in my head is I was I was also a I was pretty much a child of the ages as well. And a couple of things popped in my mind. The first thing were jams. Do you remember? Jams? Oh yeah, so the big <gasps> total, the floral print long shorts. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, yes, yes,
0: yeah, so those were a thing. And then of course, like I can remember that my mom would try to make jams. It's like mom, they're not cool. They don't have the jam. You know, she, we were trying to cut costs. You know, uh, I don't so have a label. You gotta
1: have the label.
0: That's yeah, right. so. Yeah, if you don't have a label it's nothing, you know, jams. Right. Anyway, um another one I remember too were the uh were parachute pants. Oh and, yeah. You know, oh like the, they were like a cross between like slacks and wind pants, I guess, with lots yeah. of the
2: loudest things in the history of the yes. world. Yes, yes. Um, I was And I had only, a jacket oh, and pants. Yes, I oh, was always oh, matching.
0: I was yes. always worried when I walked that I was going to start a fire. You know, yes. my, my thighs together, it was, it went <laughs> or
1: pixels. your hair would get all the <laughs> static yeah, yeah, it.
0: start a fire.
3: So <laughs> at that time, though, too, was the neon. Everything was neon. When I think oh, of, yeah. photos, I think of neon. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, everything.
2: That's that's those true. things are coming back. Yep. What about, what about swatch
3: watches? watches? Swatch.
2: Oh, yeah. watch.
3: I couldn't afford. I. I think maybe I had one. But, you know, if you had three or four, you were really cool.
0: Awesome. Really yeah. cool. But couldn't you couldn't you easily change the band so you could have one watch and wear, like, a different look? Every well, day? Yeah, you had there, was, there
2: were those guards, too. Do you remember that? Yes. That went yes. over the face and so you'd, like, yeah. move them to the side. I didn't have one. I was not cool enough, but my sister did. And I mm-hmm. remember the year she got it for Christmas at my grandparents' house because she and my cousin opened their, you know, like, tricky hiding opened their gifts before it was time to open and also opened mine to tell me what I got. I got a Cabbage Patch Kit <laughs> that I uh, loved, but also they didn't need to do that and tell me before I actually, I was being a good child. Laura, I, now, feel, like later, you, I feel like maybe mm-hmm. you need to go,
0: th- go to therapy about this. You've got maybe. That was, true. some deep wounds there, I think.
2: <laughs> true. I was, was going to say Cabbage Patch 35 Kit. 35 years.
1: <laughs> no, we can still get a Swatch Watch if we want one. I
0: this is they what still have been
1: looking. This is what. So how much you are do they?
0: And y'all have Google.
1: they <laughs> oh are like they range from you know fifty five to a hundred and five dollars.
0: See, that's so
1: expensive now.
0: So, yeah. So wow. moving okay, from trendy, so I, I'm trying to remember. I know that Laura, are you a Gen
2: Xer barely? Or are you mm-hmm. a millennial? I'm a millennial. I'm. So I'm I really think, one of those cuspers. Yep. 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 You're a senile. Yeah. Yep. And so the rest
0: of us are all Gen Xers. Uh, we're all pretty close. We're all within, I guess, eight years or so of each other. Eight? Age range. Yeah. I don't ha- I mean, You're right
3: I- closer than
0: that. Maybe. It doesn't matter. We won't talk about it. I'm not going to make you all I- talk about that. I'm not going to make you talk My Mama taught me never to ask a woman her age. I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> not going to. I would ask you your ages if we weren't. Okay. I just all got right. confirmation. We are seven years apart then. because I think Caroline is the oldest, but um so yeah, I was wrong. I was off a year, six, seven, eight, something like that. Anyway,
1: in age, um, age. Uh, do what? No, Chris, you froze up for a few minutes. <laughs> that's what happens when you ask about age.
0: Well, I, I guess a- that's what that's what froze happens.
1: up and like.
0: <laughs> nice. So this should be good on the recording. <laughs> so anyway, well, I'll. <laughs> you may never hear this, folks. Um, <laughs> so. As we are all kind of in the same general age, a couple of generations, uh, it's we have a pretty unique perspective or, or a, a similar perspective to each other on some of the trends he talks about. But we're going to cover the first four of these trends today, have some conversations, see what maybe our thoughts were, what our collective wisdom might be around these things. Um, and
3: we... save you all from having to, um, to read it. I mean, that's always the bonus, right? You can listen and not yeah. read.
0: A hundred percent and I will post the uh post the link the, the link to the article in the um show notes as well so you can check it out if you're interested, and want to read more about it. Do you want me to read them one at a time or do y'all want to read all four and just have general conversation? What do y'all prefer? You um, know,
3: let's guys? yeah, let's do let's throw them out the four together and then kinda
0: all right. So here we go. The first four are first is the boomer church will decline. And in parentheses, eventually disappear. Um, that, that just seems like um, science to me because people age and, and, eventually and disappear. You
2: know, really well, happy. we can check that one off the list. Yeah. We'll talk so, about it
0: now. Number two is open pastors will reach an open generation, which is Gen Z's, the open generation he's talking about there. Uh, the third one is the line between digital and in-person will blur even more. And it says in parentheses, take notes from Taylor Swift. That's when we talked about, we touched on a little bit last week with Anna. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the fourth one was the last one this week is that churches that embrace online ministry will still, will start seeing results. We'll start seeing results. So, um, you know this idea of, of boomers. You know, there's there's a lot of information here beyond just the fact that, like I said, it's pretty obvious that people get older and they age and eventually will will pass away. It's just the circle of life, as Elton John once sang in in The Lion King. <laughs> Wasn't it Elton John. I think it was Elton John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now he, we're all singing it in
3: our head. Thank you very I, much.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I do. Hold Simba um, up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the interesting statistic here was, to me, is that that boomers are actually the least likely demographic to return to church post-COVID, which I thought was really interesting. I was surprised by that. Uh, Since 2020, boomers have become the least likely demographic to return to church. 22% saying they have stopped attending church entirely. Only 16% of millennials have stopped attending. Um, So it's pretty interesting. Yeah,
3: right. It is because, and we talked about this with Anna, um, defining attending church. Millennials will define, and our generation, Gen X, will define attending church as being online, where boomers um, Mm -hmm. either are in person or they're not doing anything.
1: And so I think that. And I thought they were just afraid of getting sick.
2: Maybe. Which I think is. Well a that's a good thing. point. No. I don't
0: think I don't think he mentioned that, Caroline. That's actually a good point. That maybe that's part of the reason they haven't come back. Because there's more fear of getting sick. That's a good point. Yep. Somebody called Carrie Newhoff and tell me we got an idea.
2: I also <laughs> okay. think it would be um an interesting thing to say. So it said what was it 22 or 20? 22% anyway,
0: 22% of boomers said that they and were,
2: 16 of millennials. Yep. But it would be interesting to hear what number those percentages were of. Like I would imagine. There were fewer millennials to start with. Well, so the church. next
0: thing it says to kind mm-hmm. of get to a little bit of getting that point, it says that um 54% of millennials attend primarily in purpose, in person, in purpose, mm-hmm. in person. 65% of boomers say they only attend in person. And so yeah. that's one of the things he's making, the things he's making is that boomers will their only connection is going to be if I'm a, if I'm there in person. And I've and I've seen this working with churches that I've worked with. I was one of the church not long ago and they were talking about um, one of the goals they wanted to set was around uh, expanding their online presence. And then we got to actually, that was an area they wanted to focus on. When we actually got to goal setting. There was nothing said about it. And I asked, I said, Hey, you know, somebody mentioned this as a, as a potential area of focus who had no goals. You might want to think about, you know, we want to have a conversation about what that might look like. And this gentleman spoke speaks up and says, Hey, I just feel like that we got to get people back to church. You know, mm-hmm. he was a boomer for sure. And I think that's that mentality yes. for boomers is, the only way to be effective is to increase numbers physically at the church. Um, and so I think that's an interesting, you know, it, it's a growing edge, I think, for churches because, um, yeah, because if you go to that second one or the third one, hold on, which one was it? I'm trying to find which one it was. The third one. Yeah, the third okay. one, what talks about um about the, 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 the line between digital and in-person will blur, will blur even more. It talks about that a great online presence actually will, especially with Gen Zers and younger, if you have a great online presence, it will inspire them to actually be actively in person involved more. And Mm -hmm. so I think we have it. I think there's a, there's a, there's a subtle difference there of uh, it takes more um, resources, time, money, energy, all those things to do, to do online presence really well. But, That's the particular with folks younger than boomers, which is, I don't don't know how much of our population now is under, is is Gen X and younger, but it's got to be, you know, 50, you know, 60%. Almost, almost equal probably to boomers. I I would think it's, yeah, I think all those other generations have to be more so than boomers. But, but, you know, if you want to get the majority of people, you got to have that online presence. So.
3: Well, you know, and think about how this is going to play out because the boomers, their social circle was, was at church, right? Those are who they hung out with, who their friends were. Um, and then, but that's not the case, I don't think for Gen X and definitely not. Um, well, not for millennials, but definitely um, anyone younger. Right. Um, well, and I would say Gen X too, because the people I hang out with, I don't go to church with. Um And so, you know, if you think about how that will play out, if they're attending church, um, how will their faith bleed into the rest of their life when it's not that country club kind of attitude, I think will be interesting to watch that play out. But it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, um, boomers only felt or probably still feel the only connection is face to face And so when that went away, they lost connection with their church Mm -hmm. where millennials, oh, all of a sudden now I can, I can interact online. Well, that's going to draw people in. I mean, it makes sense that it kind of played out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just surprised boomers aren't back as much, but they've lost connection.
1: Millennials are 72% of the population. Baby boomers are 70%
0: interesting and then Mm -hmm.
3: us the sandwich generation (laughs) the small minority we're
1: 66 yeah
3: Hmm. um wait
1: but those numbers
3: aren't adding up
1: it's in millions sorry that is not percentage 72 million okay in the u.s are millennials 66, because those numbers didn't add to 100.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they did not.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes, that's in millions. So there are 2 million more millennials than boomers. They could overtake the world if they would, y'all. Come on.
2: Laura, if we, you if take if over the could world. Throw, I'm working if on we it. Could let Don't blow my tougher
1: <laughs> Laura, this movement. Come on, man.
2: That's really funny.
0: Mm. Um. So, you know, it's interesting, too, because there's that there's the fourth one is this idea. And one of the reasons we put all these together is they pretty much all kind of in some ways connect, except for maybe the one about open. Well, that's not even the open pastors thing does, too. But it, it's talking about churches that embrace online ministry will start seeing results. And, and I think, you know, I think we have I, I, uh, Jason Moore has a does a does a workshop or a conference called Both And. And the whole thing is we have to think about worship as both in person and online, not either or. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of of, of our churches during COVID, and I said to you before I said it last week that they got kicked into the deep end of of, of online ministry. And um and, and they've done it long enough to get through COVID, and now they've stopped it because it was just a way to keep connected with those they couldn't see in person. So I think that um this idea of doing both and is, is really what Carrie says here, that's going to be critical to, to seeing results, um, not just doing one or the other.
3: Right. Right. And I, uh, the third point, right. Oh no. The second point about being open too. I think, you know, Gen Z are huge influencers, right? They Um, they're going to be the innovators of the future. And um, we can't, we can't lose them. (laughs) We can't lose them like we lost the millennials, you know? And so, you you know, he says in here that while they are um, sometimes the smallest amount in our churches, they actually make up the most um, spiritual, they're most open um, to spirituality. And so, well, yeah, we need to be thinking, what can we do
1: about that? I think it's important.
0: Go ahead, Caroline.
1: Oh, sorry. So we have been talking about this in the ministry world for years,
2: mm. but I don't know
1: how much we've actually done about the fact he about this fact. And it says here how you handle deconstruction and curiosity mm. will determine whether your church reaches the next generation. So, how safe is it? Mm-hmm for people to doubt and question and deconstruct and reconstruct their discipleship and their spirituality. And we're seeing in a in in um just in culture in general, people want to be certain or they seem to be certain. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of judgment and people saying this is the way it is. And that's and a turn off to some of this next generation. The, the fancy well, term
0: that you're looking for is binary thinking. It's either one or two, A or B.
1: Wow, well, look binary. at that
0: word. Yeah. Yeah, binary thinking. You're welcome. I
2: like how he true. reads books. Uh, Aww. <laughs> um and <laughs> <laughs> uh, also
3: with that you know this uh, the younger generations are they'll google anything they can yep. find out facts just like we we try to do <laughs> um, and they, so they don't need us for the facts right? They need us for the relationship. They need us to say, you know, I've struggled with my faith too. And this is how I've gotten through life and where I've wrestled with God and how I've gotten um, to the point where I am in my faith walk. And, you know, so it's more about the stories and the relationships. That's what was missing for adults who were our mentors and you know, our youth leaders and our Sunday school teachers that is needed for this generation. It's not just about, let me feed you what the what's in the Bible. It's let's wrestle with what's in the Bible.
0: Yeah. I, and I and it so. is. I, it think, needs to be safe space. I think it's important to point out too, because if you're listening and haven't read this article, you may hear this idea of open pastors and it's, and it's not about being, it's not about postmodernism being open to anything, you know, any truth goes. It's really about being open to, to, adjusting the how like the message yes. of the message of Christ the message of, message of the gospel stays the same but yes. the methods we have used um are are, are going to have to change it's like I've said I say all the time in the church I said several times this week to churches you know that your 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 church your ministry is uniquely designed to get the results you're currently getting and if mm-hmm. you satisfied the results you're currently getting then great keep it up well I would even say well but if you're not, then something has to change. And I would even say sometimes that that um, that if you're satisfied where you are, it's still time to start thinking about how do I change to keep on top of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Our,
0: our culture and our world is changing that much around us.
2: So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And, 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 you know, I did think the interesting thing about the digital lines blurring was he talked a lot about, about Taylor Swift a lot. I don't know if y'all yeah. saw that, but <laughs> you know, but he makes a good point that you know the way she operates is that her online presence drives um, her sales, whether that's tickets. And he talks about her, I don't remember the name of her album. I'm sure y'all do. The one that dropped last October.
3: Midnight's.
0: Oh, that's right. It was Midnight's because it dropped at midnight. And by the next morning, it was already the most downloaded and most listened to album ever. It had the top 10 spots in Billboard's top 10. I mean, all these things. And then we all know more recently what happened when she, because because of that online presence she had done promoting it, It immediately had instant um, downloads and instant access. And then she used that to continue to build the momentum. And then when they released the tickets for the, for the, she broke the internet, broke 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 Ticketmaster. But But,
3: here's the thing, you know, she's, she's not alone. There's plenty of millennials and younger out there. Who's doing this on the inner or on uh, social media. Uh, In fact, I say to my kids all the time, how uh, fascinated I am about music and about um, other influencers on social media, how th- you ask the younger generations, they know people. Why? Because they're on TikTok. Yep. People are getting famous on TikTok. Or YouTube. Or music. Yeah. yeah. Music is, you know, they they find music because it's out on social media or YouTube or wherever. It's amazing um, the influence that's out there. Through media.
2: So how well, is, and, if, Go ahead, Laura. Well, I was going to say, I think part of the reason that people get so big and like that there is so much influence there is because people feel like, because I watch their TikToks every day or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I feel like I know them, right. you know? And so I have a real connection to them. So when Taylor Swift comes to town, absolutely, I'm going to be there. You know, like this is, I mean you know, like, I feel like I have a relationship with them. It's not just even somebody whose music I listen to, or, I mean, I, I enjoy Disney. I watch Disney, TikTok all the time. And like, there are a couple of people, like if I ran into them in the park, I would fangirl and geek out because I feel like I know them. Like you've told me how to use Genie Plus and, you know, or whatever it may be. And so I think that's a part of it. It builds community. It it makes me
3: think back, you know, my gosh, if, I could see Scott Baio on social media every day and in his house. Oh, my God. Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> if, you, if you had told me before we started this podcast, there'd be a Scott Baio reference. i told you you're smoking crack. Oh, I so love this. Conversation. Joni
3: loves Chachi. Oh, my word. Yes, we
0: should. But, we should take yes, a moment but, to remember that Penny Marshall passed away this past. Oh, I know, months. I know. And all from happy days. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You
3: last,
0: if you could, if you had like one statement you would say, kind of a like to wrap this all up in a nice bow as we end. Is there is there a way? One thing you would say that, that stuck out to you more than anything of of a practical thing for for leaders to know.
3: I mean, pay attention. To trends, right? We started with trends. It's important for us in ministry not to ignore and um, and to have conversations with young people about what matters to them and how can how can we support and reach Good. them.
0: So pay attention to trends. How about the other two of you? Any? any-
1: Don't be threatened by deconstructing faith and questioning mm-hmm. and asking and yes. exploring.
0: That's good.
2: Yeah, and don't don't just do things the way you've always done them. Yeah, that's you know, I mean that goes for a lot. My, of that's things, kind but. of like,
0: mine. Was the other side of that was that is is to embrace change. Yeah,
2: that that, that change right. is
0: not the change is not a bad thing. And if you don't embrace, if you if you're not willing to embrace change, you're going to find yourself struggling. Um, you might as
3: well start packing your boxes. Let's just say
0: that's right because things will pass you by. Speaking of passing you by, ooh, silky segue for the week. Right on silk Milk and Segway scooters, that's right? Um, which are unofficial <laughs> sponsors of the Cultivating Ministry <laughs> podcast.
3: We should um, do a podcast while on Segway
2: scooters.
0: That's a terrible idea.
3: I <laughs> was say, and then <laughs> we'll all do a podcast
2: silk. from the hospital. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. that's right.
0: So uh, this holiday uh, is, is very. It has passed people by. But did you know that May 29th is officially put a pillow on your fridge day? A pillow. What? Put, put on a your pillow fridge. on your fridge day. That's true. Sure. I mean, I said it's true. Sure I'm sure Kay's gonna Google this, but
2: I <laughs> you know, Google sure. that, like,
0: actually. But uh, by the way, first of course, we have we have gotten we have lost our minds with this every day as a national something day. Yes. By the way, it's out of control. Hmm. Um, and it put makes- a
3: pillow on, and the first thing that pops up is your fridge day.
0: <laughs> uh huh. See. There you go. Uh huh. Confirmed. Put that on.
3: Right. Kay. <laughs> oh, it brings you good luck.
0: The roots of this odd-sounding odd holiday go back hundreds of years, starting in the early 1900s. Back then, people didn't have refrigerators. Yeah. Instead, would hang a piece of cloth in their larders. Now, I'm not sure what a larder is.
2: That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> you might not want to Google that. It's, no. It's,
0: mm-hmm. it's, no. It's that doing it's so. It's a
3: pantry. It's a pantry. Okay. okay, it's believed be that doing
0: so brought luck, peace, and prosperity to the household. The tradition adapted over time to fit the modern kitchen. Nowadays, families worldwide no, they do a pillow on top of their <laughs> fridge every year on the night.
2: No, I've never done
0: that. I'm just going to let them say that y'all probably have it either.
1: Is yeah. that a Midwest thing? <laughs> yeah. No, Kay even have. Kay hasn't done no, that. No, they put noodles on their fridge on that <laughs> <laughs> on their Thanksgiving <laughs> buffet. No, oh, that's
0: so funny. We hope the, uh, hope the conversation has been enlightening or maybe not even enlightening, but has helped you ask some questions. Maybe um, oftentimes some of the best things that you can get out of a conversation is more questions. So hopefully we've uh, helped you along those lines some way as you think about the future of the church in 2023 uh, and your leadership in ministry. Thanks for joining us on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. Uh, be sure to check out our website, CultivateMinistry.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Uh, follow us on social media, Instagram we'll video. finish this yeah,
3: so next time yes right
0: in there yep and oh then sorry next, sorry that's okay i'm the host okay you just know you're wrong <laughs> okay i'll shut up <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah and so check us out on social media uh like rate review subscribe follow leave us a review uh all those great things that would help us out tremendously and then join us next time where we will actually address and talk about the next four of Carrie newhoff's eight trends for 2023. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. We'll see you next time on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number 8 group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at CultivateGroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number 8 group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.